This is the She Force Show with Amy Carlson, where you will find inspiring conversations and interviews, all to help you on your path to becoming more fit, more fun, and more free. Welcome to the She Force Show. I'm Amy Carlson. And today I have a special guest, Leah Michael, here to talk about, oh, so many things. What she is doing now in regards to intolerance testing, which of course I find fascinating. But welcome, Leah. Thank you, Amy. It's good to be here. So Leah, I'd love to start with I know, but our listeners do not know what you're up to now, but how that came to be. How that came to be. Yeah. So I I don't know if I would say originally, but originally (laughs) (laughs) my first real career um, was as an acupuncturist and herbalist in my hometown. And I loved it. I was the only person in, well, yeah, within probably, I think, 45 miles. Um, but I served a huge, huge region. And it was it was one of those phenomenal things of going back and opening a business in your hometown and taking care of people. And yeah, it was great, I thought. And but from like year two, I was just like, you know, I just, I struggled because I was like, there's something that's not right. And is it my attitude? Is Do I just need to learn to be content? And that was, that was a running theme um, that I struggled a lot with, wow. honestly. Was like how to, okay, I just, I need to be content. And then COVID happened, right? And here, here was the funky thing about the state that I was in and the service I was providing because I was a medical care provider, but I wasn't technically an essential worker. So, yeah, that's a, so that, on one hand, yeah. great because I don't have to work. On the other hand, not great because my business came to a screeching halt. And and like everybody, what do we what do we do? we do. And information was coming out in floods and trickles. And it was a huge, I mean, the mind blow up that I had. Right. And I remember I was sitting on my couch and not in the spot that I usually sit (laughs) on my couch. Weird. The things that stick with you. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like, for, like, what am I going to, as it became more clear that this wasn't going to be a two week thing, this was going to be a much, much bigger. Right. Yeah. And I was sitting there and all of a sudden I was like, oh, I need to move to Italy and saying it now, like three years later, right. It sounded like a freaking nutcase sound like a nutcase. And I was like, oh, oh, all right. And I opened up my laptop. And I think I legitimately typed in the search bar how to move to Italy. <laughs> this is how I'm good not. my Google is. Everything's up in the air. Uh, and I kid you not, found a group started by this wonderful Canadian couple. And the title of it was How to Move to Italy. I'm like, all right, cool. I guess I'm moving to Italy. <laughs> and it, it kicked off a whole thing. 
And that, that honestly was it for me. That was the, it wasn't truly the end of my practice, but it was the beginning of what was next. And it took, well, not quite a year. Um, and I closed my clinic, finished it up, needed to stick around for several reasons, but one of the most important was helping friends going through a medical crisis, a couple States over, um, and it's just, the timing just worked out. And I was like, you know what? I'll just come. And then I was like, I picked an arbitrary day, May 1st. I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. We're going. And I packed up and moved to Italy. And my, my thought was like, from a business standpoint, I'll just move online. I'm beginning to learn these things. Beginning to learn. Life is a learning process. <laughs> I could see where things were going very much like one of the reasons I didn't pursue traditional Western medical school was because in when I graduated in 2007 and took the MCATs, I was like, I I had this feeling medicine is moving in a direction I don't want to go. And it was, you know, right before the 08 crash. Yeah. Um, So I just, I knew, didn't know what I was going to do, knew I wasn't Like that wasn't the path for me. And same with like, I was like, I'll just move my business online. And to me, it made complete sense because everything's online. I mean, like, it's so freaking easy to do things online. Like, of course I'm moving it online and people couldn't wrap their heads around it. They're like, well, like, are are you going to send me needles and just like show me over zoom, like where I'm supposed to do it? I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) And that's when it became clear to me that, oh, you think I only do acupuncture. People had no clue of my background. They had no clue of the fact that while I never wanted to be a traditional educator, so much of my passion lies in educating people around themselves, their body, what their body is supposed to do, what it's capable of, how they can make friends with their body so that it works. Yes. Right? Yes. And I was just like, how when something is clear and simple to me and I'm like, oh, of course, it's really difficult for me when people are like, well, I don't get it. And I'm like, what's there to get? Like you either understand it or like, where are we not? I'm like, okay, then you're just not my people. Right. And I was like, yep, we'll figure it out because that's, that's what I do. I just, Your spirit. Yeah. Figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> so, I mean, it worked. It's evolved in those three years. It's worked. Um, but a big portion back to the me not being content. Um, a lot of that I recognize now, and I don't know how many of your people, Amy, are familiar with human design um, or alternative medicine for that matter. But I realized in hanging out in Italy for the four months or so that I was there that was just burned out. And part of that was a direct result of that. I just need to be more content because it wasn't contentment that I needed. I was not aligned with how I was doing business. And I began to see that as I pulled back, as I dealt with, you know, parents thinking she's just like semi-retired. My parents didn't get it either. You know, they didn't understand why I was giving up like an incredibly successful business, why I had to sell everything, why I was moving. They didn't, in the middle of a pandemic, 
on the one hand, they're super excited because look at the possibilities and oh my gosh, what's she doing, right? But on the other hand, they're like, there is no stability. This is absolute chaos. And part of that is because the, the majority of patients that have come into my clinic were all dear to me, but they wanted me to fix them. And that's really, that's the state of Western medicine. That's what I didn't want to get into in the first place. It's not my job to fix people. And that's really where that lack of contentment came. There are some things that I'm like, we messed that up and we can fix it. But it was really the people coming in that weren't taking care of themselves. They weren't taking responsibility for the choices that they had made. They really weren't friends with their body and were wrecking. Their job was wrecking their body. Um, you know, their relationships were wrecking their health. But I, I didn't have time and they didn't have a desire to change. Right. So and I read in the same cycle. Yeah, exactly. And and as I was sitting in Italy, I mean, a lot of t- a lot of downtime in Italy. It moves so slow over there, um, which is its own blessing and curse for sure. I began to recognize, and I had already dealt with a lot of this, but it was so, so apparent, like me reconciling the fact of why was it okay for me to give up something that was so successful? Why do I have like zero attachment to it? And a lot of it was because I realized that's not how I measure success. One of the most successful things for me is to watch the lights turn on, right? As they begin to realize, oh, wait, huh, that's what that means? When my body is doing this, that's actually what it's trying to get. Oh, and realizing too, like, because we're so used to, you know, popping into a doctor's office, waiting half an hour in the waiting room, having 10, 15 minutes, maybe, you know, to chat with the doctor about one thing that we don't put the pieces together. We don't realize that the headaches and the random muscle pains are caused by the same thing. We don't recognize that all of these crazy pants, menopause symptoms, people are like, I'm just in the crazy part of menopause. Like, yeah, okay. Any hormonal fluctuation can be crazy, but it doesn't have to be absolutely miserable. It doesn't have to wreck your life. And the lives of the people around you, right. you go, all like, your relationships. Yeah. It's not a foregone conclusion. And I remember like looking back even on myself, like as I entered puberty and being told that I'm being too emotional, your hormones are too much yet. And not realizing there are more graceful ways to do these transitions. But if you, if you don't know, you can't do anything about it. And all of these pieces started coming together. And then it was like, oh, okay. Long-winded way of letting you know. <laughs> I, I provide online healthcare. Um, and Amy, like you said, a lot of that starts with people doing the intolerance tests, the comprehensive bioresonance tests, um, which is what the intolerance test has morphed into as the lab has added more things that they they test for. But part of what I love is, because I ran into this with acupuncture, right? People would be like, I don't believe in acupuncture. It's not a religion. You don't have to believe in it. 
it works. I mean, we've got thousands of years of medical texts. It works. Um, and, and the same thing is true when we do online healthcare together, right? People are like, but how, what are we even, how does this work? And what I found is in doing the testing and going over the reports together and laying out like tangible facts that they can see, so helpful. Because there's a lot that we can just, we've dismissed for decades. And we're just gonna, I've ignored it for this long. It's not that big of a deal, right? I've gotten used to it. Yeah. And and we've just, you know, made up our mind of, well, this is as good as it gets. These are my genes. These are my, and it's like, okay, yeah. To a certain extent, we're beholden to our DNA. On the other hand, we can change it, how it expresses the genes that are turned on. Like, absolutely, we can do this if we know how. And providing people with a 40-page set of facts, which is altogether overwhelming, I know, it gives them a touchstone to go back to. Be like, oh, yeah, we talked about this. Oh, yeah. We can... Go back and look. And the people who do longer, like the health transformation with me, we do refer back to it. And it's like, okay, do you remember when we were talking about this thing? What have you noticed around this? And people start putting the pieces together of like, oh, how I feel is a direct result of this food that I ate or the fact that I haven't been taking care of my gut and I've been super stressed out. And now my digestion's all whacked and I can't sleep. Bonus. Um, and it gives them, yeah, that factual touchstone to come back to and be like, oh, yeah, this isn't a mystery that I'm never going to uncover and just have to make peace with. There's actually a reason. And this is why. That is so, uh, okay, that just, all of that fits with what I just deeply believe anyway, right? I've always been one of those kind of, I don't know, maybe it's rebel that, um, you know, society says, this is how it has to be. And I say, why? And so much with our bodies and with food and, you know, just, just having a better understanding we're in these bodies. And yet at adults, as adults, we're kind of, we're sort of modeled that we just start to live in our heads. Yeah. So then when something goes wrong in our bodies or what we, you know, doesn't, something doesn't feel good. I won't do wrong and right, but something doesn't feel good in the body. Um, as you were just describing, we don't necessarily connect the dots. Yep. I want to share some stories of some things that you've seen with people about like a turnaround or something that a person has thought, oh my goodness, I have to live with this forever. And then yeah. they, they do their testing and they meet with you and they make a shift. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'll even, I've, I have more acupuncture from being in there for almost a decade, but I feel like it, it fits right in with some of these examples, right? Because I would have people who they come in because they messed up their shoulder and you know, went and got the imaging done, maybe did the PT, but the PT is not helping at this point. They've got tears or, you know, whatever. And they're told, yeah, I'm just like, this is as good as it's going to get, but I'm in pain all the time. And 
I can't buckle my seatbelt. I have a really hard time driving. I can't drink my coffee with this hand anymore. Like can't tuck my shirt in or put on the button up because my arm won't work. Right. Simple things that are seriously impacting their life. Mm -hmm. And yet they're told this is as good as it's going to get. Like we did those rounds of PT and maybe they helped a little bit, but yikes. Right. And, and really it's, I spent years learning and I love the fact that I have this knowledge, but a lot of it is working with, with the muscles to figure out who's overactive, who's underactive, who's not pulling their weight, who's too freaked out. Let's just calm this all down, right? Because our initial reaction with the brain is this hurts. Don't do it. True. Not looking at this hurts. Why does this hurt? And figuring out, okay, what can I, is there something I can do about this? And being able to activate and calm down muscles and watch people's minds explode because they can move their arm without pain. It's just like, oh, hands. I mean, once you know these things, makes perfect sense. But if you're just kind of living in your body, accepting what other people have told you, that you're just going to have to make peace with this. It's like, yeah, sure. But what kind of a quality of life is that? You know, if you can't, you can't even pull up your pants in the morning. Like, is that really a great quality of life? Yes, you could wear dresses, but you still got to get your arm through the armhole. So, you know, and to take that and put it into what I do now, a lot of it for me, I work almost exclusively with women. Um, it's not that I'm opposed to working with men, but most of the people who interact with me are women. So we work a lot with hormonal issues and it's, it's the same thing, right? Like, well, this is as good as my period's going to get. Like, I'm just going to have to load up on the painkillers on days one and two, realize that I'm going to eat myself silly because my appetite's out of control or nobody can touch me because I'm in so much pain or I'm going to sleep like crap because I have night sweats, whatever it is. I'm going to cry at a toilet paper commercial. And it's like things that most of us have experienced at some point. And so we're just told, yeah, it's normal. Like, what's the big deal? Deal with it. And it's like, okay, there's, I remember when I was in acupuncture school, I think it was our first term. And um, the professor who was teaching like our, our theory was like, it's common, not normal. And that blew my mind. Cause it was like, oh, you're telling me this isn't a foregone conclusion. Okay, great. How do I change it? What do I need to do? And for me, the door, right. The difference between common, not normal. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. And on the one hand, it, it puts more responsibility on me because now that I know that this isn't normal, it means there's something that can be done in this space to change it. So now what can I change on my own? What do I need to get help with changing and figuring out how these things go together and for most of my people who come in, it's not that they're stupid by any stretch of the imagination. Nobody's ever taken the time to tell us these things. Nobody's ever taken the time to break down like hormone processes in a normal thing and how they don't just affect the uterus and the ovaries, but they have body-wide 
consequences that cycle every month. And it's not like I remember when I was talking to my girlfriends the other day about we were talking about PMS. And I was like, it took me months to put the pieces together because round about like the week before my period, my PMS would kick in. And for me, it was where did all of these idiots come from? Who let them out? Why are there suddenly stupid people? I would get so mean and so judgmental, Amy. It was like, looking back, now it's a little bit hysterical. Every month, yeah. people would let them out. Yes. Yes. And particularly it was around driving, right? And I'm like, how do you not know the rules of the road? Oh, it was fascinating, right? And now I notice that like, if I go out and I'm like, why are these? Like, I immediately see people as stupid and incompetent. I'm like, oh, hang on. No, this is not a reflection of reality at all. <laughs> it is not. It is simply your perception right now. But if if I didn't know, you know, it's it's because of estrogen, progesterone, and all of these different things. And, and not only what their levels are, but how they relate to each other and how it's affecting the rest of me. And yet helping people put those pieces together and be like, yeah, okay, you're not, you're not crazy. I dealt a lot in my acupuncture clinic in the fertility space. And I would have women come in doing, you know, IVF, IUI, hormone stuff. Crazy. I'm like, no, you're not crazy. You're on hormones. I mean, yeah. you're legitimately, you're not crazy and you're not losing your mind. This is just a side effect of everything that you're having to do, adding into the big emotional component that comes with dealing with fertility issues. And that just amplifies everything so, so much. But it really is like watching people come out of their minds a little bit and be like, oh, this is what's, this is what's happening. This is the process that's going on inside of me. Oh, I mean, just the bits of knowledge that I get to share with these people and to watch them just a little bit deescalate themselves. Like, so what you're telling me is I'm not crazy. I'm not losing my mind. It's not going to be like this forever. This is like this because of ABC right now. It's like, yeah. So what can we work on first? And a lot of it's just really checking in and pulling these pieces and letting people tell their stories. Because that's the other thing is like Western medicine is, and I get it. I get why it's set up that way. But you lose so much of the the pieces of people's stories that are actually integral. Like I was doing a, a follow-up consult with someone and I mean, what, this is probably, it's, it wasn't even the second time we talked. We had talked way before that as well. And they said something just off the cuff. They're like, oh yeah, anytime my older relatives hit I don't know, 60, 70, someone, they were diagnosed with XYZ. I'm like, hey, okay. So we're talking really strong familial predisposition to a preventable disease that everybody on that side of the family has been diagnosed with. Yeah. Within a year of whatever birthday it was. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. We have stuff to work with, but that wouldn't have come up in a 15 minute conversation and simply allowing people to 
tell their story about their health, how it's impacted them, how they got here, what they want to see happen, you know, to dig at those, those little dreams. Cause that's the other thing too, is if we're told for decades, this is as good as it gets, the older you get, the worse it gets. There's another one. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, geez, like I, I would have elderly people come in there like, don't get old. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, you guys are not painting a good picture of aging. Like, and can I help that? Okay. Every day. (laughs) Right. And it's just a matter of being like, okay, so this is the story that we've been told, but like me perceiving all of the idiots that suddenly were let out of their houses with a free for all. That's just my perception. It's not actually reality. So if I've been told this story, I'll just resign myself to it and give up on my goals and my dreams. When I let people talk and and we get into it, I'm like, okay, what do you want to see happen? Like, I know what people have told you is possible. But what do you want to see happen? And they get the chance to actually say these things. It's like, oh yeah, that's totally achievable. All right, let's go. To, to be told that, like, yeah, okay. It might take some really hard work along the way, but that doesn't mean it's not achievable. Right. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot of what I do is honestly, it's listening and educating, (laughs) which I love, not going to lie. I love. So you're good at, you're good at it. Yeah. So how do people, um, your website to look into intolerance testing? Yep. And people will see on there, like as much as I love educating, I get that there are people who are just like, I just want the test. It's like, great, perfect. So there, there is that option because some people, they just, they need the facts and can do, like they have the knowledge and the drive and the whatever to do what they need to do with it. Perfect. And then there's some people who are just like, yeah, no, not going through that on my own. Yeah. And so then, you know, there's the option to do the test and the consults and then, um, and I love this option and I'm thrilled. I have a couple of clients that I'm working with on the Voxer platform, right? So they pay and get access to me for a month. And a lot of people like, hey, I'll just move my business online. People are like, so like I, I pay to have access to you. It's like, yeah, you do. Because so many of us, right? When you have your list that you go into the doctor with and you get to ask two questions from a list of 15, that's kind of how this functions because I, I give a lot of education all at once and it's a lot of info and it makes sense in the conversation. And then you get two days down the road and you're like, I know she said something about like coffee and breakfast. I don't remember. Yeah. It's like, Oh, shoot me a boxer. I'll remind you. And like, I had somebody, we were talking about tracking their basal body temperature Partly so we have facts about their period, partly for fertility issues. And and they text me, they're like, this and this happened. And I know that you told me something in there. And so it was just like, yeah, okay, here's a refresher. Also, here's things that you can do. So it's more digestible and daily for some people to just have support over the month for that. The one that I just launched which I personally am thrilled about is the health transformation, which is three months. And it includes the comprehensive bioresonance test, the intolerance test, because there again, we have facts that we can make a plan with. Um, 
And people tend to stick more closely to plans if they have facts behind it that they can refer back to. But that's, yeah, exactly. And really great buy-in for their brain to be like, oh yeah, that's why we're doing this. Yeah. Um, and so that one is the the test boxer support for the the length that we work together, which is about three months and then six sessions. So we can really dig into, hey, what's going on? Oh yeah. Okay. So what about these dreams? What hiccups have you run into? What things that you're like, oh yeah, this is part of it. Because we're used to not saying things because we're not allowed to. There's no time for that. So true. So you want to mention your um, website name? Yes. So it's leahmichael.com. It's, I mean, Michael is spelled like the French Michel. We'll get you that information so you don't have to remember how to spell it. Um, But two, you'll see on there, not just a healthcare provider. I'm also an artist. Yes. Wait, there's more. (laughs) I love photography. And you'll see that reflected throughout the website. And one of the things I love about people who decide to check out my website is the fact that they get a more complete picture of me as a human and what I bring into the time together that we have, because people will expect one thing and get another, and it can be very jarring. I think it's fun to look at people's websites and say, oh, oh, okay, cool. They offer this. Yeah. And there are a bunch of free resources on the website as well that you can check out. That's great. Leah, this has been so informative and rich and deep on a topic that you know I love, the health and how we can feel, yeah, create a better relationship with our health and our bodies. Yeah. So I... Thank you so much for being here. And it just reminded me as you were talking, um, this little tagline that I kind of, I used with my business that I took part from and then added part from, but it feels like exactly what you're talking about. Know yourself, be yourself, free yourself. Yes. So absolutely. thank you so much for your time today and um, happy that you shared how people can get in touch with you too. Thanks for having me and letting me chat. Absolutely. Bye Leah. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We just wanted to let you know of a new resource you might be interested in called Declutter Your Mind. It can be found below in the show notes. It is a free ebook with a tried and true technique to help you clear the clutter from your mind so that you can be more productive, more peaceful, and more purposeful. As always, know yourself, be yourself, and free yourself. Hey, thanks for listening to the She Force Show. If you'd like more information about what we do, you can go to our website, www.sheforcecoach.com. Be sure to follow or subscribe to our show on your podcast app of choice. Until next time.